There are more ways to celebrate than ever before at the Jeep Celebration Event. Hurry in for great deals today on the only brand that lets you go anywhere and do anything. And now, returning FCA lessees get $2,000 combined bonus cash, plus $500 Jeep Celebration bonus cash on the purchase of a 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L Limited. Lessee is solely responsible for early lease termination payments, fees, costs, and penalties. Current lease must end by 4-3-2023. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-31-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Excuse me while I uh, fix the rumbles. It was deciding not to work with us at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting that fixed up and going right now for all the people out there on the video streams that like to do it to it. Do it to it? Yeah. Everybody's like, what's going on? Why are you not on Rumble? It's because Rumble was acting weird. So I had to wait for it to not act weird anymore. Gotta love it. It is, yeah. Gotta love it. But anyway... Well, actually, we don't have to love it. But. Well, that's true. We don't have to love we it. We don't have to, but... But that's beside the point. Uh, we have a guest. We do! On the phones! Is that what that thing is? Yeah, that's what a that phone? thing... It is the phones. The phones? It's and- the digital phones. <laughs> it is the digital phone boards. What form of sorcery is this? Magic. It's magic! That's right. Also technology. Either one, technically. Tomato, tomato. You know, because anything technological would be considered magic back in that time. You know that, right? That's true. Like anything. That's that's true. Any and all the things that we have in society today. You have a screen that's small? First off, you have a screen? (laughs) Secondly, it plays things? What is a screen? You can interact with this. What sorcery is this? Anyway, no, we have a a guest with us. Uh, Max Beckwith, if you don't remember, we we had him on the show a couple weeks back. Um, he was potentially filing for the seven because he couldn't technically file at the time. 
So he's filing for the seventh district yeah. uh, of the uh, uh, North Carolina. Well, what was supposed to be the seventh, and then they. Well, isn't it? It's still the seventh, it. it, right? It's still the seventh, right? Max. Max. Yes. Is it still the seventh district? Yeah, so it changed from the third, and then it went back to the seventh, and so it is, it is officially for this election cycle the seventh district. See, district. there you go. It is the seventh district, so he is actually from the seventh district. Uh, last time we had him on the show, we we talked about a little bit of his standings and everything that's been going on, and uh, he is a uh, what you call libertarian cons- constitutionalist. Constitutional libertarian. It's very important that the Constitution goes in front of that. That's right. Yes. Yeah, dummy. Why would you? Why say it would wrong? I ever do it but wrong? I am, but, but I am a Republican, registered Republican. That's just my ideology. Is I'm a constitutional libertarian, idealistically. Yeah, it, it, and all that jazz. By saying that, we want to make sure that that people do understand. You're saying Constitution first because what in particular about the Constitution are you saying has to be held? The Bill of Rights is sacrosanct, period. End of discussion. It's, I, I, make, I make Justice Scalia, rest in, may he rest in peace, I make him look like a liberal. Gotcha. Wow. And as a that's guy, a, that's, that's, I, what was that? That's a strong stance. Is all. It is. That's that's a big one. Yeah. That's yeah. wow. So for me, yeah. So for me, the the Bill of Rights is not to be interpreted for this time period that we're in. It is as it is written, is as it is implemented. That's it. Right. Now the amendments. That's what we have the amendments for is to curtail certain issues in our society, like the 14th, 15th Amendment did a great job of getting rid of the racial issue and slavery that we had, and Jim Crow laws and all that fun stuff. Uh, not, it wasn't fun at all. No, uh, not at all. But, but that's what that's what it stands on, is that, and that goes even into the legislative process, and why I say I'm like, I'm, I am a conservative, I am a lifelong Republican, although while I was in the military, I was registered independent because I followed the long honor tradition of not voting and not being political while serving in the military. Um, and then I, voting-wise, how that ideologue fits, because I am a Republican running a Republican primary against an incumbent, but my ideologue is like this, it's like a scientific method. Just because something's constitutional doesn't necessarily mean it's good for the people. So if the bill comes up it's constitutional, great. Well, now that's the one chamber. Now the second chamber is, all right, it's constitutional, but is it limiting government or is it expanding government? Is it limiting personal freedoms or is it hindering personal freedoms? A perfect example is the Patriot Act. At the time, was probably a good policy to have, but it should have had a sunset clause. Because we've seen through, the, through not having a sunset clause that this being a set standard of law now, yeah. we've seen how government has taken that overreach of power in a used it via the FISA courts either for Trump campaign, or you see the IRS targeting conservative and religious groups, or you see the NSA collection of American data and unmasking. Right. So I, at the time, would have voted for it if it had a sunset clause in it, and at the time probably would have voted for it because of the climate we were in, but I, I currently stand on the issue that we are no longer in a need for that because we've lived with it for so long that it needs to be repealed. We need to stop allowing government to encroach in our lives. My philosophy is get government as small to the federal government as small as possible and, and strengthen states' rights to the point where you don't even think about the federal government until it comes to tax season. 
I don't even want to think about them then. Yeah, and even then, yeah. <laughs> and the bad part is, is that we have to. We, we're currently in the position that we're, we are forced to constantly talk and think about the federal government. And that's one of the things that we've been harping on a lot lately is that yeah. you have to really dig into the local elections. And one of the things that you, that you, that you pushed in on uh, while we were before the show started was the fact that you are actually running a conservative campaign in that a fiscal conservative campaign you're using your money wisely you're doing things as as low budget as possible um usually what that means is that you get absolutely no play nobody knows who you are you get nothing seen or anything like that what what's different about your campaign versus pretty much anybody else out there in the local elections that are that are running right now that you know the other 800 of them that we have no idea who they are. Yeah. So for me, the first and foremost important thing people need to know about my campaign is I don't take super PAC special interest or lobbyist money. I am 100% grassroots. And because the reason I did that is because we see too often how politicians, including our current incumbent, get in and have good policies and want to do good, but then they get drained into that swamp, dragging and kicking and screaming, and then become status quo just vote, along, vote to get along to go along policies because they're owned by lobbies, special interest, and corporate interest. Right. Um, the only the only the only, only quote unquote special interest that should own a representative is the people who put him in office or her in office. So for me, I I just run my campaign that way because I'm going up to do the job that the North Carolinians of the Seventh District want me to go do and. I don't have any, any loyalty to anybody but them. And with that being said, that it comes with very little funds coming in right, at the yeah. moment. Um, but so if anybody listening wants to donate, I'm going to give myself a little shout-out and max the number four, congress.net, go volunteer, donate, because I am pushing for a grassroots effort. But more importantly, what I'm trying to do is instead of going to these GOP conventions, which I am doing and speaking at them and everything like that, I want to get people to open up their house and host or host an event, sponsor an event where I can talk to 10, 20, 30 people without all the noise of the GOP and other people talking to them at the same time. So they can focus on one person, ask them a hard question, and I'm a blue-collar redneck combat veteran. I'm going to give you an answer. It may not be the answer you like, but I'm going to give you an answer. You know, if it's a simple question, simple answer. If it's a complicated question, I'll make you be a long-winded spiel about what my policy is on it. But you'll walk out of there knowing how I feel about something. Which is what is important. That's kind of what people want to know. <laughs> they should know. I don't know. I'll tell you. I don't know, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> See? And that's wow. honesty. That's honesty, which is nice. No, name one politician that's ever said, I don't know. And meant it? And meant it. Yeah, they weren't just trying to snivel out of something. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Me either. It's rare. I got none. It's got nothing. Rare. So that means you are trying to not be a politician, sir. Is that correct? Yeah. So I've already actually. Oh. Right. Um, so, and your ter- your term limit setup is uh, three two year terms in house or uh, and six. Uh, two two six-year six terms in Senate. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm lucky enough to be the representative of the district in the next session of Congress, I'm only, and even if I can't get term limits, even if we can't get it 
in to actually be voted on because rhinos will stall us and whatnot. Right. I will still hold myself to that term limit pledge. I will not serve more than three terms in the House. Period. Nice. You only got me three terms. That's it. So three nice. and out. Three, three and out. And if I, I will say that if I do a good job and the people love me and think I'm a great representative and there's an open chance to go for the Senate, then I might take it. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, a little early to say that. Mm-hmm. But you see how my wife feels about the political <laughs> arena because she's not very political. <laughs> That's okay. Your wife doesn't have to be. And you know what? It's the best idea to keep her out of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but happy wife, happy life. Very true. Yes, I agree. I agree. No, I'm sorry. I don't like that phrase. I know you don't like that phrase. I don't. I know. It's a wrong phrase. Well, but I'm no, but I, I, very supportive, and, and while she's not political herself, she supports people. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. There that's you go. That fair. That's enough. probably the best way to go. Yeah. Now, I, since, since you mentioned the Senate. I, I do have a question for you about the Senate and about what about do you believe that we still need the amendment that constitutes that our senators will be voted on by the people and not the state representatives and not the state house? Sorry, say it one more time you broke up. So our constitution has an amendment right now that states that all senators will be voted on by the people. Seventeenth Amendment. Right. They'll be voted on by the people. Um, the yeah. problem with I, I have a problem with it, but that's because the Senate is supposed to represent the state, not the people. Now, exactly. do you do you think that we are now past the point of political gerrymandering and, and such that we could potentially get rid of the 17th Amendment and go back to our state actually having representation in the, the federal government? So, I think we touched on it last time that I was on, but I've said this for years, for years, that if I ever got in the office, one of the two main bills that I will sponsor will be to abolish the 16th Amendment, which is the IRS, because it was not constitutionally ratified properly, um, and the 17th Amendment, because it is antithesis to what our founding fathers wanted, because the 17th Amendment allows for people who don't know their, their senator because they don't reside in their district or their or their, or their their city and you get people who vote them in because when you're in a swing state like us, well the Democrats will vote for a rhino in a heartbeat if they think it'll keep the status quo. Yep. Then with the establishment. So, no. I 100% agree with abolishing of the 17th Amendment. Like, no ambiguity about it. See, that'd be nice. That would be nice. That'd be really nice. I don't know. Again, he keeps saying all of these things that would I I would love to see happen, and yet I don't know what I would do with myself if it all presented itself. <laughs> Vote for it. Well, I mean, but I'm saying once it's all there, it's like, ooh. ooh, that's pretty. So this is what freedom feels like. Oh my goodness, that's a shiny new thing right there. <laughs> <sighs> so speaking of freedoms and the way freedom is supposed to feel, um, wow, the court has uh, the the court have now ordered the FDA it was just about a, about a month or so ago, ordered the FDA to uh, to release 10,000 pages a month at the beginning of each month about the relationship between the FDA and the Pfizer vaccine and the, the, the release of it uh-huh. have, you he- have you read heard anything yet so far on this? 
So you're talking about where the are you talking about where the FDA was is forcing farmers and everybody to they have to what, what was the what was the what was the, the one? No, no, it's 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 the it's the FDA and the Pfizer vaccine. Okay. And the the side effects thereof that they've been hiding very very harshly. Oh yeah, I mean they what they try to squash uh, any uh, uh, release of data for fifty years on on on, on the vaccine. Yep. And uh, so so right now, right. currently as it sits, there's a court order in place and. Uh, the FDA just released its first ten thousand pages on on all the stuff that they were trying to squash. <laughs> have you have you read any read up on any of that yet? I I have not read up on that. I'll be completely honest. I have not read up on it, but I will I will do my research tonight tomorrow to get brought up on it. But in terms of my stance on just generally, just I can take a shot at it just from this standpoint alone. The F overly burdensome and overly regulatory towards our farmers and, and everybody else. And we have an issue in that they pulled, because everyone was talking about the, uh, not hydroxy, it's hydroxychloroquine, which is the dewormer for, but it's different for human versus for cattle and whatnot. And they pulled it all from like tractor supply and all these antibiotics and tractor supply and these other places to where now the, now cattle farmers and, 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 and just people who have just, Livestock, they got to go through the, the veterinary and pay the exorbitant funds yep. when they could have just gone to the to the old tax flight they used to. But like, why? It's all political. It's all for this drawn up narrative of of well, it's 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 a drawn up narrative based on the assumption that the government knows better for you than you, right? Um, which is what liberals have been doing since FDR. So. <laughs> That's very I mean, true. Not, yeah. that, that is very true. They, they, they've definitely been doing this since the FDR. So if I were to tell you, uh, and, and I, if I were to say, from December 1st, 2020, through February 28th, 2021, there was a total of 4, uh, 42,086 cases containing over 158,893 separate events in relation to the coronavirus vaccine from Pfizer. Would that shock you? No. I'm actually surprised it's not more. Surprised it's not more? <laughs> Give it time. They have lots more papers to release. Yeah, yeah. They. This is only two months. <laughs> three months. Yeah. Excuse me. This it's- is only three months. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's it all comes back down to just the core principles that I preach every day, and that we just need to get the government out of our lives. Like, mm-hmm. what you want to do with your herd, as long as you're following basic health procedures to make sure you're not transitioning Mac out of these, like, have at it. It's you. If you, I mean, right now, I think the, uh, aren't they pushing a, a bill up to, uh, well, it's actually already been affected where the uh, people who want to get, like, uh, like the original GMO, which was, uh, which, which allows, so people, if you don't have to move with GMO stuff and whatnot, GMOs grow for, for produce to have higher yields, but yep. the original strain of GMO, um, which is where technically organic, I guess technically is, because it, nothing's really truly organic, but that first GMO phase. Right. Um, 
those plants can reprocreate and repopulate if you if you if you do it right. Well, the new GMOs that they're pushing out with all these seeds and and, and the products you get at Lowe's and Home Depot and whatnot. Well, those you can't they they bear fruit and then they die. You can't you got to go buy more plants and seeds and whatnot. And they've started pulling all the original GMO strand uh, seeds and everything. You can't get them anymore, really, because they don't want you to be self-sustaining. They don't want you to be able to feed your family off of your own sweat farmland that you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, that the, the heirloom seeds are, are going away. continuation of government overreach time and time again, and the time it stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely true. It, it, that's that's one of the bigger issues, especially, especially in farming and, and being... Uh, self-sustaining. You can't grow your own crops anymore, so what are you going to do? Put his car in park. That's true. <laughs> just don't get, just don't uh, unfasten the seatbelt with the car still on. That's all I'm saying. Well, you have to. With the car still on? Unbuckle your seatbelt? Yeah. To get out of the car? Yeah, yeah, but you turn the car off first and then unbuckle. Why? Because it starts dinging the bell when you do <laughs> Not always. <laughs> Sometimes it does, but not always. That's all I'm saying. It's not all. It dings the bell, and nobody likes the dinging bells. No, ding, ding, ding with the right the bell. That thing, yeah. So, Max, y- you have <laughs> you have a full schedule coming. Yeah, up. you're busy. You're man. you're pretty busy when and talking. You're going to Pender County. You're going to New Hanover, Cumberland, Robeson. This is from the 12th to the 22nd. You're you're kind of going everywhere, man. What uh, the, are, are you are you trying to find more places to talk, or what, what's going on? He he needs to get. He just went to sleep. He went to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just got home and the dogs they got released the hounds there barking at me. Uh, yes, well, Dad's home. Is that the picture of the dogs that's at the bottom of your screen? Yes, I'm, that's all my five dogs. <laughs> that's a lot of dogs, man. <laughs> So and you, my wife had three, and I had two. When we started dating, and uh, and yeah, so we kind of Brady bunched the family of dogs, and then just kind of kept it from there. That's awesome. Here's a story about a guy with big dogs. No, the best part is, is you can kind of like see the personalities of each one of the dogs. You can just tell. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can tell which one's the good boy, which one's the troublemaker. Yep. Yep. And that's yeah. The the, the chocolate I want, Emmer. He's the golden child. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You can tell because yeah. he's sitting so pretty, like a good so boy. pristine, ears down, just Look at staring me, straight at the Tom, screen. Like, I'm hey, what's up? Smiling. The uh, the the one the one all the way to the uh, to the right, the, the black and tan. Uh, he's a he's a he's a uh, oh, what the hell is he? He's a cur uh, mix. Uh-huh. Um, he's a puppy. Yeah. So, anyways, yes, I have a full schedule. <laughs> Sorry, you can get, get back on that. Since, no, uh, no that's barking fine. at me. That's fine. Um, you get dogs barking. Yeah. So, and I'm speaking at the Pender County Convention uh, this Saturday, the Hanover County Convention on the 15th, and then the Cumberland County Convention on the 9th. And then there's a couple GOP meetings that are strung throughout there as well, mm-hmm. some of the other counties. Yeah. Um, and right now I'm trying to schedule people to reach out to me and open up their doors to have a little one-on-one with them in 10, 20, 30 different company they want to do, or if they want to sponsor an event, to uh, go to, I don't know, that, that poor room and, and sponsor them. We can have a little sit down two hour Q and a, that'd be nice. Wow, that'd be that good. Would be. Have you, so have you pitched that idea to anybody yet? Like, or have you been trying to push for that? Yeah. 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 I say it all the time. Whenever I talk to people, it's like, yeah, I just, 
because I'm grassroots and because I'm doing this by myself, because I am my own campaign manager, I am my own treasurer, I am my own candidate. <laughs> so, um, with all that being said, I am pushing to do more of these town hall, these uh, personal town hall things. Have you been? Um, because it'll, it's just, it's, it, that's, that's how you, you have to win as a grassroots. Because as oh, yeah. fortunate as, you, as it is, you have your establishment hotbeds, which they're going to want to keep the status quo and they'll stick with the, with the, the devil they know. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Have you had success with it? Has it, has anybody actually gone that far and opened up their house and you've had some people in with you and. Uh, I have one on Monday that I'm going to, um, but since I was only able to get on the ballot as of the 25th of February, yeah. right. uh, it's just now starting to pick back up. Gotcha. Um, so you're just now rolling into it. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, but hopefully this month with me speaking and hopefully do more podcasts, some local podcasts and everything specifically in New Hanover County, hopefully maybe get on a, a national one that has a big audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but all that's great, and it's more so just to get the message out because, I mean, like I said, I, I don't take lobbyist or corporate interest money, so I don't have the big super PAC throwing me $500,000. Gobs of money all, everywhere, yeah. It's all, it's all the, and right now, it's, it's hard to even ask because I'm blue collar. I know how, how hard it is right now, this economy, mm-hmm. the gas $4.19 a gallon now. Ugh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's don't it's hard me. for me to ask hardworking people for their money. Um, I do it because it's the only way I'm going to win. But I completely understand. I tell people, like, listen, you know, even if you don't, even if you don't have any money to give me, if you just open your house to host an event so I can talk to people, just to get the yeah. word out, so yeah. people know there's an actual challenger for running against the fifth term incumbent. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't have ran. Um, because one lady, there was going to potentially be three challengers in this primary. One dropped out and one misfiled for the third because he was supposed to be the third. Right. And they changed yeah. it back. Yeah. So if I hadn't have ran, Rouser would have been going on his third term consecutively unopposed. Wow. Yeah, primary. that's not good at all. No. no. Nobody needs to run unopposed. With that being said, we have a commercial break to hit up. Uh, Max, would you like to hold on through? Yeah, I'm at it. All right. right. We'll be right back with uh, more Max. More Max. More Max.
This is Defenders Live. Did you just do it the power down sound? Yeah. Anyway. Ha, immune cougar diva over there on the Twitters. Uh, she She's very excited, apparently. Yeah. Uh, she... She, she she likes what Max has to say. Yeah, yeah, especially about the uh, how many years in uh, in office and Senate total. Uh, she will effing take that all yeah. the way. She yeah. says. <laughs> well, there you go. See, this is what happens. This is this is what it takes to get you know you, you're doing grassroots. You have to get out, get out, and get the vote, and get yeah. Well, that, that's uh. what every politician <laughs> says. I hate that. Yeah. Get out and get the vote. That's why I said it that way. Shut up. Oh, you have to earn the vote. You have sir. to earn it. And, you don't uh, just get it. Get and it. Uh, I'm sure Max would would agree that uh, this is for a public service. No, I I would agree too. But I'm just saying. Correct. Just saying. Anyway, we're on the phone. Max Beckwith, who's uh, running for seventh district, uh huh, representative in here in the North Carolinas. <sighs> We were a little worried in the beginning about, you know, whether he's, you know, the, the filing and then redrawing district maps and everything else, but it... Uh, but everything worked out in the end. Everything worked out in the end. Yeah. Because in the end, it doesn't even matter. No, it does matter in oh. this case. Uh, it definitely does, because <laughs> what happened was, if you if you didn't catch it at the end of the break there, um, Max is the only person running against the incumbent. Yeah. So that means no split votes, uh, no weird undecisions. It's just him versus the guy with the big coffers. The guy who's been doing it versus yep. the guy who's trying to do it different. Right. And as we found out in New Jersey, it takes $102 to get that done. Yeah. Or $802 to get that done. and something. I don't know. It was yeah. less than $1,000. Right. To get that done if you do it right, which I'm guessing Max is trying to do Maybe with a little more, <laughs> if possible. Yeah, the, yeah. The only difference is that uh, he was he unseated a state senator, a state senator, not a U.S. senator. So right. I'm, right. I'm running for a U.S. representative, not a empty House representative. Yeah. So it's a little different. There's a little more money involved in that stuff. A lot of bit more money involved in that, obviously. But you know, that needs to change too. Yeah, that's something that's always honestly that needs to change. There should be absolutely no yep. reason why money is a factor for somebody to try and go run for office. Right? Agreed. So I've actually said on a number of occasions that unless you're a presidential candidate running for the presidency, you should not be allowed to raise funds outside of the state that you're running in. Period. That makes sense. Honestly, I would go even a step further where, I mean, it's not going to happen. And I, I think if we at least get that done, then great. That's one step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think if, if you're running for U.S. Congress, you shouldn't be able to raise funds outside of your district. If you're running for county commissioner, you shouldn't be able to raise funds out of your county. If you're running for dog catcher in your local state, you should, or in your local city, you shouldn't be allowed to raise funds outside of your local city. No, I agree. So what you're saying is you should be getting the funds from the people that would potentially vote for you. Yep. Yeah, you mean not the out, out of state donations? Yeah. Period. 
No, no buyers. No, 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 no packs. And, and, and the reason, the reason for that is actually multifaceted. But people don't don't think about. So, one, it'll prevent people like Nancy Pelosi dropping five hundred thousand dollars from the DNC into a race to win a seat. Um, right. It'll stop. We saw the Republican Party. They focused on on Virginia doing a total shift, but we could have easily won if they had focused any money whatsoever on that, but they decided not to. Yeah. And that was a close vote. Yeah. So it also takes away from, from the money being used irresponsibly. But then it also does, if you get elected, let's say I get elected, I go to Congress, and I don't take super PAC or lobbyist money. So the only people, only quote-unquote lobbyist group that has their hooks in me is the constituents that voted me in. So if I go to Congress, the, the Rhino GOP establishment sits me down and says, here's 10 bills, you need to vote this way, yay or nay, whatever it is on these 10 bills. And eight of those bills I don't agree with because they're counter to what I ran on. Uh-huh. And I say, I'm not voting that way on these. Then what they do is they say, okay, well, if you don't vote this way, we're not going to put you on any committees. Mm-hmm. And if you continually being a thorn on our side, we're going to make sure you get primary and we'll fund your primary opponent. It's blackmail. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. And it's, that's so really what eliminate, happens. If you eliminate, yeah, if you eliminate this funds coming from out of state, you at least take one, just one big factor out of that is that they can't throw money into a primary against you. Yeah. From the national GOP coffers. Right. And that's actually one of the problems that we've, uh, that we've, we've come across in talking with either previous candidates at, when we were at CPAC or candidates that are in the run now. Uh, one in particular, I think he was running for Nebraska at the time when when all this happened. He had Mitch McConnell come to him and tell, oh, yeah, yeah. And tell him flat out, not only will we back your campaign, we've got this nice comfy check of $750,000 we'd love to give you, but I need you to tell me right now that you will back everything I I ask of you. No matter what. No matter what. If you say yes, you get our money. If you say no, you will lose. He said no. And that's just sickening. Yeah. yeah this is good for him. <laughs> right? I, that's what I, I said. I, he probably takes the same points that I do. And I would rather lose but maintain my moral integrity than sell out. Right. And that's, just, that's a stance a lot of people have. But specifically, we have a giant veteran population that's coming back into politics. I mean, you got like 200 some on conservative candidates running nationally for open seats against Rhino incumbents and against Democrats. So a lot of these people are of the same mind that I am in that constitutional libertarian philosophy under conservatism is that we don't want your dirty money. It shouldn't be about money. Right. I shouldn't have, as a grassroots candidate, because I am running the Republican primary, mm-hmm. I didn't have to go get signatures. But the filing fee for me is I had to fork out uh, $1,740 to file. Yeah. Wow. That's dumb. That's, that's, that's stupid. Just to, just that's to stupid. file. Just make to file. Flat, make, it a, make, make it a flat $100 rate to file. Work. It's dumb. Like so, all it means to me is so uh, I understand why there has to be some sort of fee to file because then everybody would file just a file and have you know weird stuff. What's going wrong with on. that? I mean, I'm fine with that. Are we not a are, are we not a constitutional republic where the powers of the people shouldn't the blue collar farmhand 
who sees issues or the farm owner that sees issues, if he wants to go run for office, shouldn't he be allowed to do that without having to take out a, a home equity loan? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, Stephen. God. What, I, what I'm saying is what you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Make it a hundred bucks. Make it something that's simple that everybody can reach. Something that's attainable at that point. Don't make it like I get that. You know, there's people have to. You have to pay for the people that's filing that crap, even though technically they're getting paid by your dime anyway. Yeah, don't, don't mention that one. Yeah, don't mention that part. But at the same point in time, you know, but I just, just like anything, there, there's a licensing. There's all whatever because whatever. But at the same point in time, making it thousands and thousands of dollars just to sign in and put your name on the ballot makes no sense to me. Well, especially when you could, you most ballots have write-ins. Exactly. Yeah. So but you have to get signatures. Then you get. 30,000 signatures. Yeah, but think about that, though, for just a moment, though. If 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 a city, a, a municipality, a state, whatever, decides to be in, say, a, a douchey kind of a mood. Right. It is highly possible to elect a fictional character uh-huh. into political office. And then just call it closed. Yeah, which again, well, there was a there was a there was a town in uh, in the Midwest. I can't remember what it was, but they elected uh, a dog for it to be their mayor. Yes. yes, and the dog took the seat. Yeah, and that's and that's kind and of, he was a yeah. good boy. He was a very good boy. That's kind <laughs> of what I'm talking about, though. Is if you can do a write in, and there is a potential ability for enough people as at the grassroots level, like you're talking about, to be able to get people to 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 support a single candidate through write-in, what's the point of paying to file? Right. I mean, I understand that, you know, it, it, it helps make sure. And, and in instance, especially like what you're talking about is you're, you're being the actual grassroots and not taking pack money and blah, blah. Right. It does make it a whole lot easier because it at least guarantees you're on the ballot. And I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. And that's, and, and, that, and that's the thing as well. Is I could have done a signature, ran on a Republican primary, did signatures in lieu of payment. But I'm a nobody. I'm, I'm a no-name. I, and unfortunately, I have to pay that filing fee because yeah. we are such a short timeline to do it. Yep. And because local news and other outlets and GOP and all those places can't even put you in a damn newsletter until you're on the ballot. I announced last September that I was running. And I finally got my first name notice in the Port City Daily a week ago. Right. Wow. Because I filed. Yeah. It's weird how that, that little paper makes a huge change in your status. Just that small piece, man. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> granted, it was just a little... Granted, they had, had the incumbent had, had like a paragraph, and then they put me as a footnote challenger for Republican seat, Max Alford Beckles. Well, and again, and that's... But that's why... <laughs> for a quote. I know. Well, that's... Excuse me. That's exactly why we're talking to to folks like you, because all you do, all you get is a footnote. Well, yeah, the media does is is no help to you whatsoever, right? In any way, mm-hmm. they're not happy with with new people coming along. They go with the status quo. That's how they make their money. Everything you know rolls and moves, and they don't want somebody coming along and rocking the boat. And that's what you would do. I'll okay. see. Yeah, well, no, I'm not. I don't just rock the boat. I'm tipping that entire bitch over. <laughs> we gonna capsize <laughs> like they did in Guam, like Guam, like Guam, like Guam. That poor old yeah. man. God I'm bless not him. gonna make. Then the reason for me not taking lobbyists and back money is because for me to be able to do what I need to do, I can't have any any 
special interest hooks in me. I have to be fully divided from any of that because my policies, I am the anti-corruption candidate, mm-hmm. arguably nationally, but definitely in this race. Um, my policies are not going to make friends. I have a bill on my website called the Corrupt Politicians and Bureaucratic Accountability Act, which would essentially, if you've done backroom door deals, you're bought and paid for, you violated your oath of office, it puts a criminal component to it. Three-month investigation, no more, with a independent uh, body within the, the, the House and the Senate wow. of forensic auditors to go through everything with special prosecutors, uh-huh. third party. Yep. And... It's a three-month investigation, not a year investigation. It's three months, no more than two degrees of separation from the topic of your investigation, so very limited warrant. Mm-hmm. And if you're found watching and guilty, if you're in, if you're in session, con, uh, the sergeant of arms will come with a subpoena for your arrest, a warrant for your arrest, take you come near the Capitol Police, you go to jail, you don't pass jail, you don't collect $200, you wait for your bond hearing, and immediately once that paperwork is filed and you are waiting on your bond hearing, it immediately forces a special recall election in your, uh, in your district. Wow. Mm. That would be so awesome to watch on C-SPAN. That'd be amazing. You're just in the middle of so, watching them. And then all of a sudden, it, it, it would also, it would also re-implement the fair trade clause that got taken out in 1994 timeframe, which is why we have congressmen that can, and senators that can do insider trading because they took, they got rid of that clause which is where cronyism in that time period seeped into the Republican party and why there's no real differential between the two mm-hmm. is because of the Cheney Halliburton deal. He wanted to, he was on their board. He wanted to make money. So guess what? He got him to throw out. And it's not just him. There's a whole bunch of other people as well involved in that, but my bill would re-implement that to where you can't do insider trading. You can't do that on your deals. I would actually bring up and pull up. Uh, there's a bill in the forties called the Taft Hartley act. Um, they got vetoed by uh, Truman. Uh, mm-hmm. I would actually re-implement and resubmit the Taft-Hartley Act, which would uh, prohibit labor uh, uh, union bosses from using union funds to donate to federal campaigns. Wow. He's That'd be nice. It. He's looking it up now. I wanted to make sure that I was re- That would be amazing because uh, unions are a huge proponent in p- backing political campaigns. Especially public union. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Which yeah, so, still doesn't like make it, sense. I still I, don't I understand the, public union. I am the anti-corruption, small government, large state rights candidate. I, I, it's not hyperbole. You can go on my website, maxforcongress.net, number four, not spelled out for maxforcongress.net. You can look. I give you substance on any policies. I don't just give boilerplate Republican talking points on issues. I give you legislative bills or how or what I would introduce to mitigate these issues. No, and, and, and I would say that the, your, uh, your point about political corruption and your, uh, the Corrupt Politicians and Bureaucrats Accountability Act, you almost stated that verbatim as you wrote it out on the website. Well, because I wrote it. I know, but I'm saying most people can't do that. They they always change some stuff around. Well, no, either, that or on point. either that or somebody else has written one or both of the pieces for them and... Yeah, and, they and they're like, remember. here, here's the talking on points. That, on that, that's a, that's a good segue to my next point. We know there's corporate lobbyist groups in, in D.C. with all they do is write up legislation and send it to the congressman center's desk and they give them a general summary for them to review. Right, yes. And yep. then they vote on it. Yes. Yep. I have a policy, not on my website, 
Um, oh. But it's, I've spoken about it openly. And my stance is there should be a rules or a law with the Congress that if the congressman or senator and their immediate staff don't pen themselves, congressman and immediate staff pen a minimum of 25% of the bill, it should not be allowed to be submitted to the floor for a vote. Ooh. Well, okay, I have a, I do have an issue with that. You do? Yes. Let I me do. give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let's say I have a bill that I want to draft up. Yeah. I give you the third grade bubble paragraph paper thesis ideas, the core ideas, and as long as those core ideals and paragraphs per thing makes up 25% of the bill, you can outsource the rest to get the data and the everything else that you need, but the core of it, at least 25% of it has to be penned by you and your staff. Oh, yeah, I, I got you. The core idea has I got to come you. from you. The reason why I'm saying that I'm, I'm kind of... Not if- just the name, you need to... Right. Yeah, no, I get you. The reason why I'm kind of iffy about that is because even though that's a corporate lobbyist thing they love to do, technically it's our responsibility as citizens to be petitioning our government with these bills. True. 100% true. I also don't think, unless you're a not-for-profit or non-profit lobby group, like Little Sisters for the Poor, Red Cross, Dark of the Borders, right. if you're big pharma, big oil, big energy, whatever the hell it is, you shouldn't be, if you're a for-profit entity, you should not be able to allow to lobby in the halls of Congress, period. That makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know if I feel a big fan of lobbyists, period. I don't like lobbyists at all, uh, even even for well, nonprofits. Keep in, keep in mind, people like Little Sisters for the Poor and whatnot, I mean, they have to petition for Congress, but they don't take me. That money goes to women who have uh, sexual abuse and spousal abuse. That goes to giving them the ability to help the community that's a not-for-profit or entity. Those I can actually at least see because they're small. They're not for profit. They're usually pretty small and they need to have a voice. And usually that voice comes in the form of a representative bringing their case to the floor. No, I definitely understand that. Uh, It's just the idea of a lobbyist in general because most of the lobbyists are actually just ex-politicians nowadays. They're not even people that that want to represent these areas. That's the biggest thing now. On that as well. On that as well. So you may not know, but when a... Officer retires from the military. There's a set ten-year period where they can't be involved in politics. They can't run for office for a set period after they retire. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel that the same thing should be applied to politicians and being lobbyists after they leave office. There should be a ten-year moratorium between you last held office to being allowed to lobby. Can we just put that to after? Unless you're running for another office, you don't get into politics again. Can we just put it that way? No, but well. <laughs> You can make more money as a lobbyist. I don't know because 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 if, because if that was the case, then Trump couldn't run again under that logic. Well, no, because he's going into politics. He's running for office. That's fine. I'm talking about specifically like, okay, I get where you're coming at. Where you're saying you know at least ten years because that'll give. Time. You're saying once you be, well, once you become a lobbyist, you shouldn't be allowed to go back into Congress. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying once you're in Congress, you shouldn't be allowed to be, become a lobbyist. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm saying I agree, but it, at uh, all. let's be real. We got to, we got to, we got to do. We got to meet in the middle with the the non-progressive Dems to be able to get past votes. So, and that's why I say like ten year moratorium for when you last held office and you're not running for Congress or any other political office. See, see, and see, none at see, all. Look, if you look, run, if at, if at year four of that ten year moratorium you run a campaign and you lose, your time resets. 
He's not even in office yet, and he's already trying to do the whole meet in the middle thing. Look at this. God. I mean, it's not even... Hasn't even gotten elected well, hasn't yet. Even gotten this elected. is why he's we're here, to weed these things out. No, I'm kidding. See, but the funny thing is, is isn't our constitution, the entire premise of it is through bipartisan legislation. It is. It is. We're not majority mob rule. Right. Exactly. That's where we get screwed. That's where we get screwed because every two years we have in the past, honestly, in the past 10 to 15 years, we've had this every two years swap of Hatfields and McCoys going after each other. I don't know because at least the, at least there there was some violence. I was, was going to say pretty, the, it was well, no, the Hatfields and McCoys. Oddly enough, there was no reason for it, and it still made more sense than what's going on right now. Just yeah, so we're crystal clear. Yeah, I mean what we what we have now is the WWE where everybody just switches sides every ten years. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, well I mean, for me, for instance, if it, it, I would push through the House to go to the Senate to use Harry Reid's nuclear option on the filibuster to eliminate Harry Reid's nuclear option on the filibuster. I'm sorry, repeat that again? What? What? <laughs> what? So, you know, Harry Reid, Harry Democrat from Nevada, his, yeah, his yeah. nuclear option on the filibuster. Yes. Yes. Correct? Yes. I'm saying use his own nuclear option to eliminate the nuclear option. That would be fan. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. That'd be amazing. Okay. All right. Because technically, apparently you can do that because technically until you actually vote on it to remove it, it's still the law in Congress. So yes. you can use a nuclear option that they've used it all the time to get through majority votes and not bipartisan legislation. Right. Why not just use the devil's own tactics against them? I mean, I'm fine with that, you know, and... So that would be incredible. I guarantee you've never heard. I, I, I guarantee you've never heard anybody else talk about that, though. No, I haven't. I actually got excited there for a minute. Like that would be fan. It'd be good. Fantastic. Because here's the thing: is you, let's let's just. I, I'm sorry. I'm enjoying that hypothetical world of you doing this. So let's just live there for a moment. You. This is going on. It's not like the rest of the house or anything's going to know what's going on. You're just going to. So blame. he's just going to start, and then you're going to be like, wait. Wait, what is he doing? Oh, oh, dear God. No. no. And it would oh, just be amazing to mm-hmm. watch the faces melt off of people. It'd be fantastic. I'm and not- the thing is, even if, even if I can't get these bills passed this first term around, because we are going to be getting a bunch of freshman veteran, combat veterans that are my ideologue, but we may not be enough to sway the majority. Right. But at least we can be able to have a strong enough voice to get it to a floor vote, and then whoever votes it down, if they're a Republican, quote-unquote, conservative, and they vote it down, we can hold that up to the next primary and see, we voted to eliminate the nuclear option by using the nuclear option, and these 130 rhinos voted against it. Primary them. Yeah. I don't disagree. Because I don't care. I don't care if you have an R, a D, or an I next to your name. If you're bought and paid for it, and you violate your oath to your constituents and your oath of office... I'm going to hunt you down. I don't care. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the glory. I'm in it to unscrew our country. Which you, you realize you have more success of unscrewing a pregnant woman. You know that, right? You're right. Especially in today's society. Yeah. Nothing. What was that? Your, your phone cut out on us. Sorry, I broke up on you. What was that you said? <laughs> he he said that uh, you would have a better chance of uh, of the, unscrewing a pregnant woman, right? 
Especially in yeah, that's, a, that's a nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's true. Yes, that's true. And, I, and I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just. We want it. We want to see I this. I want happen. this. It's, yeah. I'm just. I'm just clear. Like it's. It's one of those things that you're like, daggone it. You know, the thing is, the thing is, is that as smart as we politicians are, they're a bunch of dumbasses. Agreed. Because they're going against their people to put them in office, and I'm, I'm, you know, Winston Churchill. Said, speak softly to carry big stick. I'm shouting and carrying a club, clubbing people over the freaking head with it. <laughs> because uh, screwed talking softly nowadays. <laughs> he's the, yeah. He's the, he's the yeah I don't care if I hurt your feelings. I don't. It's, it's people that are party, not party over people in my mind. And if I got to hurt some feelings and get some SJW liberal tears poured in my coffee every morning, I'm perfectly fine with that. So, what you're saying is that you're a person that, uh, that, that likes principles above politics. Oh, yeah, I will never violate or go against my morals and ethics. I've lost jobs because I didn't morally or ethically agree with what the way, the way it was going. So I just walked away because I'm not, I'm not. My, my, my eternal soul is more valuable than money. You know, yes. I, I, my, I just wanted to throw this out here is I wish every candidate was like you and not, I'm not, <laughs> no, 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 let me okay. finish. All right. I don't necessarily even mean from the angle of stuff that I agree with. Right, even if you don't agree. Yeah, I'm talking about even on the left and and you know all the crazy the, just the the fact that the you condition. Yeah, you know who you are, you know where you stand. Here's your line and you're like you know, this is what I win need or to lose do. here. Yeah, I, this is what's going to happen and you know, here I are, and 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 I wish that more candidates and politicians were had at least that much of of you know a conviction, or at least held on to it longer than the it, moment they walk through the doors yeah, in the Capitol. The moment they pass that threshold at the Capitol building, all of a sudden it's just like, oh damn, I forgot what my morals and responsibilities were. Well, the funny thing is, is that you know the people that actually will hold to those, actually having a spine and holding the morals and convictions. You know what kind of people those are. Veterans. Those are the oh. people that are current that are currently running that are veterans, combat veterans like right. myself. Yeah. Who have already once written a blank check to Uncle Sam. I did yep. do combat tours in Afghanistan. I was a combat engineer. I found IEDs for a living and breached doors and was counter uh, IED and demolition expert. I had the statistically lowest life expectancy job in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Yep. My life expectancy as a combat engineer was the same as a store gunner in Vietnam, a flamethrower operator in Iwo Jima, and a bomber in World War One. Yep. So, so, yep. so I, people like me and people like the veterans that are running, we've already been there, done that. Yeah. Like, me and Death have had many conversations before before patrol. Yep. Me and Death are good old buddies. <laughs> and that's, I, so, I was going to say, ba- based upon your picture, I, I could have said that. I ain't scared. I've been, uh, I've been shot at and all this stuff going on. You ain't going to mess with me. I ain't, <laughs> if, if, if the Taliban couldn't take me out, and even if they did, I still would have been outstanding on my, Two ten toes and on my morals and convictions, a corrupt politician who looks like Beetlejuice's mother isn't going to change my mind. Very true. Very true. I'm talking about Anthony Pelosi. Yeah, no, no, we got I, it. I figured it was we Beetlejuice. Got it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we knew who you were talking about. Yeah, and if anybody doesn't uh, doesn't believe the words that he just said, uh, just go to his website, maxforcongress.net. It's maxforcongress. It's the number four congress.net. Just take a look at his profile picture. You will see in his eyes that he has talked to death uh, a lot. 
Yeah, I've I've talked to Death too. It's there. He, Death he's got a, a conviction, and uh, he he seems to be ready to go. Death himself is kind of an ass, but he has a really cool dog. I've heard. Yeah, he's a nice dog. No, I've not heard. Cerberus. He's like not a real dog. No, no. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard. Anyway. anyway, Max, we appreciate you hanging out with us, buddy. Um, we got to have you back on before May. Yeah, before May seventeenth, obviously. At least once more, because we got to get you through the primary. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. All right, buddy. Thank you for hanging out with us, buddy. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later on. I appreciate it, Dan. All right. Later. Guys, thank you for hanging out with us as well. Go to doaeshow.com. That is doaeshow.com. Check out everything that we have. Everything there. And also become a defender with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, $5 a month or $50 a year for a year. Mm -hmm. Free t-shirt plus the extra hour, which is getting ready to start in him mere moments. Yes. For anybody else, uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye. Bye. Spending my time, spending my money, feeding this habit with hardcore country. I'm just an old jukebox junkie. I can't stand it here. Music stop. I keep dropping my quarters in the slot. I play every song from A to Z. I'm just an old jukebox junkie. Some are dancing fools, some are hooked on booze, some get their fix on an old Here we go there, and what are they going to give for me? I'm a $600 down here now, 10 and now, 25 and now, 35 and now, the 50 now, 60, will they give me 60 now, 75, 75, another $85 on the bottom there. There was a boy in.
his ma when she told him he should go to school. He'd sneak away in the afternoon, take a little walk, then pretty soon you'd find him at the local auction barn. He'd stand and listen carefully, then pretty soon he began to see how the auctioneer could talk so rapidly. He said, oh my, it's do or die, I've got to learn that auction cry, gotta make my mark and be an auctioneer. Twenty-five dollar bid, and now thirty dollar thirty, will you give me thirty, make it thirty bid, a bomb thirty dollar, will you give me thirty, who did bid a thirty dollar bid? Thirty dollar bid, and now thirty-five, will you give me thirty-five, to make it thirty-five, a bid of thirty-five, who would have bid it at a thirty-five dollar bid? As time went on, he did his best, and all could see he didn't jest, he practiced calling bids both night and day. His pap would find him behind the barn just working up an awful storm as he tried to imitate the auctioneer. But his pap said, son, we just can't stand to have a mediocre man selling things at auction using our good name. I'll send you off to auction school, then you'll be nobody's fool. You can take your place among the best. Thirty-five on the bill. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. Gotta say, yeah. still like that Max guy. I do too. I, st- I, I like him. I like <sighs> him a lot. Why am I not there? Yeah, yeah, it was just your ear. Oh, I was like, why am I not hearing me? You just couldn't hear yourself for a second. It was weird. I fat fingered the button. <laughs> no, I agree. He's a he's we, a good guy. He got, again, and it's, it's one of those, I like him only because of the fact, if for no other reason, that he definitely is a man of conviction. Yes. That no matter whether you agree with him or not, he believes what he believes. And that's that's how he's going to push. Yes. And, and you know, throwing all the power to the people is... You know, always a positive, and oh yeah, you, you're you're a jerk. I am a jerk because I don't even know what this is, but I know you. When you just suddenly throw a video up that I have know nothing about, well, we we, we got to vidyas, vidyas. <sighs> we have some vidyas. Oh, God, um, actually, we have one vidya. Uh, it's four minute long, so you're gonna have to hold on with me here through the four minutes. Four minutes, you realize yeah. that's gonna be. All it's gonna be like the entire twenty five. It's makes... gonna be the entire like first half. Yeah, oh, I know. My God. Okay, all right. Are all you right. good? You, we're gonna we're gonna run it here. Here you go. Here you go. All right, here we go. Now, to speak about all this is U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price. Ned, thanks for taking the time this morning. Hi, Ned. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Ned! Atrocities of unimaginable proportions. That's the description the vice president had for Russia's activities here in Ukraine. Are those war crimes? Well, lamentably, it's an apt description because we have seen uh, Russian munition, Russian, Russian missiles, Russian rockets uh, Wait, strike civilian areas hold on, just no, yesterday. No, no, st- hold on, hold on, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back that up just a teensy, teensy uh, little like bit. Right I, yeah, I think about there because I was in a tad bit of shock that I can't believe. Play, hit play one more time. Did yep. he say, hold on. So uh, hit the button. The vice president had for Russia's activities here in Ukraine. Are those war crimes? Are those war crimes? Well, lamentably, it's an apt description because we have seen uh, Russian munition, Russians... Hold on. Lamentably, it's an apt description. 
I'm, I'm, I'm really confused by that statement. Let, let's, we got to get the actual full question here. Hold on. I'm sorry. We got to do the whole question here. Hold all on. right. Joining me now to speak about all this is U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price. Ned, thanks for taking the Hi, time Ned. this morning. Thanks for having me, Jim. Atrocities of unimaginable proportions. That's the description the vice president had for Russia's activities here in Ukraine. Are those war crimes? Well, lamentably, it's an apt description because we have seen uh, Russian munition, Russian, Russian missiles, Russian rockets uh, strike civilian areas just yesterday. You've already talked about this. Uh, the abhorrent strike against the maternity hospital in Mariupol. So we're doing a couple things. In the first instance, we're working with the international community. Oh, you want to guess? You want to guess? You want to guess what they're going to do? I'm still kind of... You want to guess what they're going to do, what they're working on? Come on. You want, you, come on. Come on. Come on. He's at three things. Come oh, on. I already three know things. what they're what going to do. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Come on. Come on. They're going to have a sit down. They're going to try and talk to him. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still held up on the description. <laughs> and then he goes, lamentably. Lamentably, yes. And then he goes, it's, it's an apt description. Yeah. It's lamentably an apt description. And then everything after that, abhorrent... He da, says da, da. all these buzzwords, but never once does he go, yes, this this qualifies as war crimes. Yeah, he doesn't say that. Intentionally targeting targeting <clears throat> civilians. He he says, I would have to lamentably agree, basically. But he never says it is a war crime to attack civilians with fighter jets. And but, tanks, but I th- I think it is actually. It, uh, it is, yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, the Geneva Code says, uh, mm-hmm. yep, that that, 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 that that thing, yeah, that that's bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I think that's actually how it says it is. It War killing, crimes are bad. Killing civilians are bad. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's what I I, th- I think that was a direct quote. Maybe, um, but yeah, all right. So, but he just dances he around on, it. Uh, three oh. top three. Come on, three, 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 three. Go, go, go. Come on, three what? I'm sorry, I'm still blown away. What's three things that they're going to do. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna put sanctions against the Putins. They're gonna stop air travel, and uh, we're not gonna, we're gonna give our something about oil. Something about oil. Something about oil. Something about oil. All right, let's see to create new mechanisms to ensure that we are holding Russia and will hold Russia accountable for any potential war crimes. As part- we're going to hold them accountable. How? Part of that, uh, we're supporting these international efforts and we're also documenting precisely what is going on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Supporting international efforts? You mean like turning down Poland, giving jets to the Ukraine? Hold on. No. Like I- telling Poland they can't give jets to the Ukraine? Because you don't want our guys to fly them in there. Hold on, this is uh, there's a, so much about what this guy's saying that doesn't make sense. So you you raise a good point, but then yeah. he turns around and he's like, "We're we're accurately documenting everything." Accurately, do- yeah, that is a lie. No, well, no, no, documenting what per se the war crimes? There's literally. Are people, you going to document there, the war crimes? There's a camera right there showing yeah. footage right there of the bombed out of the building. The bomb out building, That's the maternity That's center, right there. Uh huh. It was do- like right there from the Telegram.uk. What are you documenting for? What documented evidence? The, no, but for what? The way he's talking, it would imply. It would imply that they might, at the end of this thing, when mm-hmm. it's all said and done. Pull like a Nuremberg trial kind of thing where they bring Putin up on charges of war crimes. He's just going to die beforehand. 
but they're not going to do it. Is the first is the is the point? I'm yeah, they're not going to go. No, 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 they're not going to get there. You're right. Anyway, okay. we have been very clear. We have been very clear to senior Russian officials sitting in Moscow, uh, <laughs> but also to Russian officials on the ground. They we're not going to do a right damn now. thing. Those operational commanders, uh, those service members. If we determine that war crimes have been committed, we will hold. Mm-hmm. Anyone and everyone responsible, accountable for that. That includes political leadership, okay. uh, but it also includes uh, those closer to the ground in Ukraine who may have been responsible for any of these atrocities. The question is how? How are you going to do it? Okay, hold them accountable, but not stop them because they're continuing here. Why won't the U.S. shoot down the planes that are bombing hospitals? Any guesses? We're not trying to get involved. A- any guesses on that? Just we're not trying to get involved. That's that's probably a really good guess. Uh, yeah, let, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's see what uh, let's see what they bring out here, John. Well, Jim, we are providing our Ukrainian partners with what they need to engage in self-defense, and you have seen the effectiveness. Hold on, that, that is a lie. Hold on, from the devil, that is a lie, son. Okay, hold on. One, that's a load of crap, and we all know it. That's a Two, lie. I love how you're willing to give, you know, and help give the Ukrainian people everything they need for self-defense, but... Not us. You're going to try and take away our Second Amendment rights. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, you know... I'm glad we have that cleared out, because, you know, and stuff and things, I wanted yeah. to make sure. Right. Yeah. That's... That's not good. I'm trying to think here. It's just... It's just not good. Are you gonna? What are you doing? Well, you know, I'm just making sure stuff. You're good. Oh, you're fine. Because you keep saying the same thing over and over again. And I'm waiting for you to play. And well, I'm going to. Yeah. Oh. Of that strategy, the Russian <laughs> war effort uh, really has been stalled. President Putin has severely miscalculated. If he thought he would roll into Ukraine, not find any resistance, uh, clearly he was wrong. We have seen convoys uh, stuck. We've seen Russians uh, engaged and 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 stopped really uh, in a morass of their own making. And we've done that by providing over the course of the past year, as you heard from the vice president, more than a billion dollars in defensive security assistance, more than $250 million in security assistance over the past week alone. And by working with Congress, we're grateful for Congress's cooperation, we'll be able to provide, to provide more than $13 billion uh, to our Ukrainian partners, about half of which uh, will be in the form of security assistance. Here's money! Security assistance, security assistance, security assistance, security assistance, security. What the hell does that mean? Where, hold on, but how can you be doing security assistance when you can't help them now? And how are you doing security assistance, even just giving them money when you told everybody to leave? Hmm? I don't know. Uh, hmm? Hmm? Yeah, I can. See, here's the thing, and I, and I have to double check this to uh-huh, make sure. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, according right. to an article, not an article, but a, a question answer type, like yeah. a core type thing. Uh, 1977, Protocol 1 was adopted as an amendment to the Geneva Convention prohibiting the deliberate or indiscriminate attack of civilians or civilian objects in war zones. An attacking force must take precautions and steps to spare the lives of civilians and civilian objects as possible. Well, that's that's for people that actually want to obey the law. Well, but no, I'm just saying. Okay, well, hold on here. But what I'm trying to get at it's, is... It's, it's the same idea we as... Have, as we have vidya proof. Yeah. We showed it 
yesterday. Yeah. The tank come around the corner and thought he was playing Missile Command from the Atari and just went, oh, look, people. Boom, 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 boom. And took out an elderly couple boom, who were boom. driving to God knows where. Uh, probably home. Well, yes, to the great you know, home beyond. To the great beyond now. Yeah, that's, yeah. They're going home. Uh, home. We, we have the things. We have the maternity ward getting bombed for no reason whatsoever. And yeah. uh, so... It's the same idea, okay? Having that in the Geneva Convention, it's the same idea as telling us that we need, you know, I don't know, uh, we need restrictions on our Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Because the good guys need restrictions so that the bad guys don't do bad things. Yeah. In this way, the Geneva Convention really just has, it's just an extra arm to punish the people once the war is over. That's all it is. It's not a way to stop things from happening. It's a way to punish afterwards. It's a way to uh, extract more damages uh, through these countries, no matter who wins. Well, unless, you know, Russia actually beats everybody's ass and then we're, we're done. Which they absolutely could. They have the potential, just like we have the potential to literally nuke everything. So do they. So do they. And that that's kind of the point, right? You have Well, and and again, I would ask why are you why are you, you know, suddenly having a touting thing about Russia and Ukraine when mm-hmm. yeah. you know, people have been hiding behind civilians in Gaza Strip for years. The Middle and, East and everything else. And you're not doing anything. Well, that's because it's mainly a civil war there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you hold on. So by all technicality standards, yeah. Russia trying to take back Ukraine to incorporate it back into another, you know, version of the Soviet uh-huh. Union, taking back old land and blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, that's yeah. not. No, no, that's actually. That's not a civil war that's or a, akin that, to it. That's a superpower taking war actions against a smaller country. Bullying. Yes. Mm. That's a superpower trying to bully their way into conquering another nation. Um, even though that other nation was part of. Russia until 1991, at which time Russia said, no, you aren't leaving. And they said, yes, we are. And uh, they, they, they filed for divorce. <laughs> I hate it when mommy and daddy break up. Yeah, it's one of those, one of those situations. It's sad. Yeah, it is a civil war. It's still the same as a civil war. But at the same point in time, the secession already happened. This is them trying to fight to get it back. It's like, okay, if, we had had, if our civil war had ended... With, uh, with the United States broken into two separate countries. And then afterwards, one of the two said, we're going to attack to take it over so that our stuff is the, the number well, one. And, uh, yeah. It, it's attacking again. No, you I know, get it. It's, it's another violent action. It was like the revolution is what it was. The biggest, imp- the biggest reason why this is actually news is because Russia has impact on the rest of the world. Whereas the Middle East really doesn't. The Middle East has never stopped fighting and their wars. It is kind of, it's one of their, if we did the things that we're supposed to do, their wars would never affect us. I know fighting, fighting in, in conflict is kind of the Middle East. That is the way of the Middle East. It's their major export, right? (laughs) Violence. It's what they do. Violence and death. Yeah. They're kind of good at it. Almost too. Mm. One might say too good. Maybe too good. Yeah. Anyway, Continuing on. 
Well, and we, we've reported extensively on the weapons going in and the effects that those weapons are having on the battlefield. And I do understand uh, the administration's position and, and others' position uh, about the dangers of U.S. or NATO warplanes uh, and other assets directly confronting Russians and perhaps expanding the war. But I wonder, given that Russia, I mean, for instance, they've called the sanctions in effect declaring war on Russia, but by taking options off the table to provide further defense to Ukraine, which it is asking for, by the way, is the Biden administration in effect giving the Kremlin a veto, veto power over U.S. military options here? So what do you think he's going to say? Oh, of course not. He said, we're, we're, we're going to defend everything that's NATO. That's what the president said. All NATO lands. He's going to defend all of that. All NATO all the time? All NATO all the time. Okay. Jim, we've heard a lot of rhetoric uh, from Moscow. I wouldn't put stock in Moscow's rhetoric. Uh, We are watching closely for Moscow's actions. When it comes to what we're doing, we have consistently been responsive to the needs of our Ukrainian partners. Uh, So we have done that through our security assistance. But when you look at what the Ukrainians need uh, in terms of taking on uh, the assault that they're enduring from the Russian Federation, uh, you heard this from the Department of Defense yesterday. What they need are surface-to-air systems. We've already provided a good number of those, we're going to provide uh, even more, and we're developing options to provide different systems. These are the systems that are going to be responsive uh, to the threat that Ukraine is under right now. You have to... Oh, you know what they could do? You know what they could do? This is just too painful. What could they... Who... who, You know what they could have done? Ukrainians? No, no, no. Us. Oh, what we could have done? Yeah, what we could have done. Oh, yeah, no, I got a couple. You know what we could have done? I've got a couple of ideas. We can go back to Afghanistan, and we can go pick up all the stuff we left in the desert. And just give it to and the go Ukraines. take it to Ukraine. So what you're saying is that actually we didn't leave eighty four billion dollars worth of military high tech military equipment in Afghanistan. What we did was we are we we stationed it midpoint. They're a loner tool, right? We stationed it midway. We've left eighty four billion dollars worth of equipment as loner tools for that nation, and now yeah. we just go and collect yeah. them and bring right, it somewhere. Right. And that way, it's just there. So it's there. Anybody you know, needs it, we can let we them. We can just kind of go back and forth and do whatever. That's why they haven't given it to Ukrainians because Afghanistan's still using it. Some of it. Yeah, yeah, and you know you got to take the whole thing or, or nothing, right? It's, oh my god! It's all or nothing here with the Ukraines and the and Afghanistan's to remember uh, that much of the destruction isn't the result of Russian aircraft, and Ukrainian aircraft could yeah. shoot down Russian aircraft. Uh, but the destruction, the vast majority of sure it, is the could. result of Russian rockets, Russian missiles, Russian munitions. Uh, and so, as you heard from the Department of Defense yesterday, what our he Ukrainian just... partners need are these surface-to-air systems. That is what we have provided, and those are what we will continue to provide going wait, forward. Wait, wait, hold what, on. What? Yeah, well, that's it. Well, no, you can re- you can rewind it for a second because I, I I one I misunderstood something. I love how we threw out there just just Russian munitions. You know that constitutes everything, don't you? Yes, you dumbass. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So hold it's on. under right now. You have to remember uh, that much of the destruction isn't uh-huh. the result of Russian aircraft. Right. And Ukrainian aircraft could yeah. shoot down Russian aircraft. Sure. Uh, but the destruction, the vast majority of it, is the result of Russian rockets, Russian missiles, Russian munitions. Uh, and so, as you heard from the Department of Defense yesterday, what our Ukrainian partners need are these surface-to-air systems. That hold is on, what stop. We have provided. And did you just hear him? Yeah. He just sat there and was like, most of the destruction has nothing to do with Russian aircraft. Okay? Right. It's, it's not moon it's mostly Russian missiles and ICBMs and stuff like that. Guess where those come from? Russia. 
Well, but also from air aircraft. Craft. Yeah. But he also like he but he went on his other list trying to apply something else. He, but then he goes, you know, Ukrainians can just shoot down planes. But With their planes. Yeah. So they, you know, they don't they, you know the problem isn't the aircraft, the Russian aircraft, but our response to helping them is giving them anti-aircraft anti-air equipment. Yes. Well, if uh, if you're an con- iron dome as you would. Yeah, if you're convinced that anti-aircraft or that 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 the Russian aircraft is not really the bigger problem that's causing this the most of this destruction, right? Then why are you giving them something to protect themselves against something that you think is not actually doing that much damage? And then doing more, as he just said. And more. This is the stuff that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> that, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. That's it. And while while this is going on in the Ukraines and all the rest of it through the Russias. I hate you. I uh, you know. Well, not this. I won't talk about that yet. Well, actually, you know I what? don't know what that is. This, I'm just, this is um, good. Yeah, you hate me for the for that. No, for video? the other one. I don't, I'm sorry. Why? I, is I, it, is it, I, I'm assuming it's not going to get better. No. Jesus. All right. Hit me. Excuse me. After announcing the U.S. would no longer allow imports of Russian oil, President Joe O. Biden claimed that his energy policies are not to be blamed for the soaring gas prices. Quote, But it is simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Really? Simply not true, he said in a speech on Tuesday. Uh, Since O. Biden, or whomever is really pulling the strings, as this... uh, website is claiming thinks we the people are dumb and believe as malarkey they're they're, they're fact checkers out there and they're bringing the stuff they're bringing the heat what 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 is this i want you to to take this and to to post this on the on On the vidges vidges. okay uh because this is this is uh i'm waiting for it yeah i'm waiting for it (laughs) wait waiting for it is that it right there Huh? Is this it? Yep. That's it. All right. So I, I need to post this on the vidges. Yeah, so everyone else can see. Cause, and Because and, remember, he he just said, and you can read it again if you want to. Oh, I mean. Read yeah. it. Actually, you know what? Yeah, post it. Show this up on front of everybody. Uh-huh. And the main thing I'm after, honestly, is the graph. I can give two flying figs about the caption. The rest of it, yeah. Yeah, just, just the just the. The picture at the bottom. Well, hold on. I'm getting I there. know. I got to find it. On the I thing know. Because it's know, not know. labeled, you know. Because it's dumb. I know. Right, right, right. I know. Uh, last minute stuff. I didn't realize we were going to talk about this or we'd be better prepared. And I apologize. Yeah. But still. <laughs> Drop it here. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Like it's hot. Is that it? There it is. Perfectional. And now, like I said, just. Main thing I want is the caption or the is the picture at the bottom. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want. Yeah, so you can pay attention to that. Now, throw that up there. Uh huh. Now go back real quick and read what he his statement again. Oh please. oh oh his uh, the the president quote. It is simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That is simply not true. Okay. All right. 
you look at this picture. Uh-huh. Uh, if by, you follow the graph. If you follow the graph. Follow the bouncing ball. In uh, November. Yeah. Of uh, 2020. No, that's that's the day. Oh, 11-28. 11-28 of 2020. Yeah. Is when... Technically, Biden he was, was elected. Was elected, yeah. Okay. And uh, if you notice on the right hand side where gas prices were, yeah, we're pushing the or on the right hand, left hand side. I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't matter. On either side, yeah, it shows the gas prices. Yeah, just so we were at like, like just about two dollars, two dollars a gallon. Yeah, before, those were some good times. That was they? the good old days. I tell you <sighs> what, yeah, so fantastic. Uh huh. And then look at the uh, the slow increments. I would throughout say- the rest of the. I wouldn't say that's slow. Yeah. Like, if you look at uh, February mm-hmm. to March, actually February to, yeah, to the end of March, uh, that is what? Um, I'm sorry. that that Isn't that when the Keystone was officially, like, That's when Keystone got, Keystone got dropped on the 22nd, right? Yes. Uh, uh, right around the 22nd. And uh-huh. immediately, it went, it, within a month and a half, it went from 2.30 a gallon uh, to what is that up there? That is two eighty-two. Yeah, to two eighty-two. Yeah, uh, that's a big jump. That is a big jump. That's a huge jump in gas, and then it kind of lulled, and then hit another peak in uh, at, uh, in May, uh-huh. and then it's kind of just slowly meandered. Slowly meandered. We had a big, big bump in uh, the past couple months, and then suddenly out of nowhere. We just start spiking into the uppers, and by the way, this this graph is late. It oh is, yeah, it's it's caps out at three fifty four. Yeah, well, we're already and, and the, also on in February twenty third. But yeah, I'm we're already in saying, the averages of of the four hundred, uh, the four dollar, oh, four fifty range. Now. I know, but again, just, it goes higher every day. Just so we're clear, even. Biden could say it wasn't him all he wants to, but he the the gas prices have steadily increased. I'm gonna put up. Him. I'm sorry, but he's shaggy. It wasn't yeah. me. Wasn't it? Take out the papers and the trash. Are you? Just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that dust fly with that broom. Get all that garbage out of sight. Or you don't go out Friday night. Don't go back. You just put on your coat and hat. Your father's hip, he knows what could. 
Defenders Live. Yeah. Oh, if you loved me before, you're going to like it even more now. Even as Americans continue suffering under the financial strain caused by the high inflations in the House Representatives on Wednesday passed a massive $1.5 trillion spending package. Because they have massive packages. How much have they spent? Like, like seriously. Since when? Like, <laughs> didn't he just do, sign the 2.3 or 2.5, whatever that was? Yeah, uh, no, he didn't sign it. He tried to push it and it didn't happen. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to push a huge one, and it didn't go through. That's what she said. Yeah, this is a toned-down version, apparently. Yeah, the measure, which was passed in two votes, <laughs> will will now head to the Senate. The plan will fund the government through the end of the fiscal year. Oh, it because will, thank God we have our priorities in order. You know? Right, yeah, funding through the fiscal year Ooh. of our government. That's, yes, necessary. It will raise defense and non-defense spending as compared to the prior year. The package also included funding related to the Ukraine. It also contains earmarks and uh, for, for lawmakers in both parties. But part of that has anything to do with us? Nothing. Americans ah. are suffering from financial strain and repeatedly skyrocketing gas prices, and the situation could get even worse in the days to come or months or years President Biden on Tuesday signed an executive order banning the importation of uh, the Russian crude oils and other products, although that's only 5%. You know that, right? I know. It's only 5% of the oil, but that's enough to bump the price a dollar and a half. Funny how that works. A move meant to turn the heat on Russia, but has actually just turned the heat on us. Uh, Last month, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released the January Consumer Price Index data that showed rapid price increases. Quote, the all items index rose 7.5%. That's inflation. 7.5% in the last, uh, for 12 months ending January, the largest 12 month increase since the period ending February 1982. Wow. That's just. You know what's going to happen, right? Reagan's coming back? I don't know. <laughs> I, I would hope that's actually what's going to happen because this is, you know, Jimmy Carter. But uh, uh-huh. what's really going to happen, what I, what Malaysia. I actually... Yeah. What I think is going to happen, honestly, mm-hmm. is we're going to hit the same bubble that we had in the 1980s where car uh, car prices not only were inflated, but the interest rates for cars were massive, like god-awful, Yeah, where 20% was, like, cheap. Uh, housing bubble where you're going to have the housing prices inflate to God knows what, 
Plus, you add on the fact that uh, companies like uh, BlackRock or whatever are buying everybody's houses well beyond the actual going rate of the house just so they can buy it and then rent it out to other people. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a huge shift in in how people do things in America. Like, how you mean? What do you mean? Well, I mean, we already have a huge shift. Back then, you didn't have the the at-home remote work. No. No, you didn't. Back in the 80s, there was no remote work. No. There was none of it. Like, that, if you worked from home, it was like... You were a writer. You were a writer, or and you, you did editing, or, or, yeah, you did yeah. something. In the 80s, you, you did not work from home unless no. you owned a business out of your house. Yeah, and that didn't last long. Right. You you either lost the business or you moved on to an actual corporation building and or, or yeah or somehow you got it big enough to where you could hire a bunch yeah, of yeah that's yeah. how it worked yeah so that is one of the things and then you add, add on now we have the internet and we have the remote jobs and we have these things that we can touch into it's going to change we're going to drive less yeah which but, is but what they want because that's what they want and it's going to be forced we're going to have to drive less but that's going to once again increase the price of gasoline it's also going to increase the price of cars because the, nobody's going to be buying them uh, and they're not going to produce as much and they're only going to produce a certain a certain type of car after a certain time you watch it watch it go get crazy enough that they'll only allow a certain year up to a certain year model on the road right because of, you know, oh, did, did you know where speed limits came from? I didn't know this. Speed limits? Yeah, the reason why we have speed limits in the United States on highways and stuff like that. I think I've heard this story, but I'm, it's blanking on me right now. It was during that time. Oh. It was during the gas lines. And it came out that if you maintained a certain speed, you would get better gas mileage. Which, to a point, is true. It is true. Um, it, it's it's minute. Okay, we're talking a maximum of five miles per gallon, which to some people is a lot. You know, if you have, if you drive a truck and you you get seventeen miles to the gallon, five extra miles to the gallon is a lot. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but if you drive a car and you get thirty five, thirty seven, five extra is not really that much. You're not going to notice. And it, you're no. not really going to pay attention to that, and so you're still going to pay. Like, anyway, back then, 55 was the number because 55 was the number because they were like, well, you know, you, you get the best gas mileage per drive if everybody's constantly going 55 miles an hour on the highway. If you go faster than that, you're losing gas because of acceleration, et cetera, et cetera, coasting, blah, 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 blah. We have speed limits because we were in a time of desperate need of gasoline. And they took control and gave us gas. Never gone away. No, never has it gone away. Mm-mm. Speed limits became a way to say, you know, help you conserve gas. Here's a speed limit. To here is the law, and you shall not go. Thou shalt not leave. I, I, I I'm telling you, it's moments like now, especially after coming out of the whole coronavirus thing people are going to get fed up what i'm afraid of is the other side so the pendulum is getting swung oh the other direction 
the problem is, is people are going to get to a point where they're going to be so desperate mm-hmm, to have mm-hmm. someone quote unquote do something. Yeah. That the, the it's not going to be pretty. No, it's really not. They're, they're going to go, nope, we want to go with, you know, this guy who's a Republican, blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, he's like Andrew Jackson. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I got you, yeah. Like horrible, he's horrible, a horrible human dude. being, yeah. You know, not quite the Antichrist, yeah. so, because I'm not going to say that, but. You're you know. probably, you're, you're, you're right, that is a possibility. That's what I'm afraid of, because. The, the other possibility is we have another Ronald Reagan-esque <sighs> person actually step up to the plate. Oh, no, and there's a chance for that. Except for the fact that we don't have anybody in in any sphere of influence that I know of that's close enough to Ronald Reagan-esque no. politics to actually no. push that line. No. And that's what I'm talking People about. People would say Trump, but he only has one. He only has one, one more time in office. Yeah. Uh, and two, he's... I mean, in the aspect of he was once a Democrat and now he's a Republican... Okay, I got you there. I also worry that... <laughs> and also, nobody did crap uh, internationally when Reagan was in office, and nobody did crap internationally when Trump was in office. Those are two correlations. Yeah. I'm, no, good, I, I'm good with. No, I'm good with it, too. My only thing is, is if Trump runs again and wins. Yeah. The quote-unquote punishment that um, the America will see after the four years of his election will be astronomical, dude. Oh yeah. Well, oh, it's gonna be bad. Be, it will be bad. You will see. You think blatant liberties being taken away? I'm telling you now, ripped out of your hands. It will be gone. It will be removed openly and plainly from the Constitution because they'll be like, well, pfft. these guys be, don't know how to vote, so we just can't let them do it anymore. It'll happen. I'm telling you, it'll mm-hmm. be happening because it. That's what all this is about. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, 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 both sides, you know, try to make control to one aspect or another. But I, I believe that if Trump runs and wins, mm-hmm. our quote unquote punishment is going to be far worse than what we're doing now. Because honestly, that's what we're dealing with now. Oh yeah, right no. now is a punishment for Trump. That's it. That's what it is. And now I will say this, Barbara over there on on the website, she said, sorry, I'd vote for Trump in a flash, guys. I'm not saying that I wouldn't at this point. No, I wouldn't. I'm not saying that either. But I'm okay, Barbara, you I don't know if you were listening to the first hour. I think you were. She was, yeah. Okay. You heard Max. Yeah. Okay. So assume for a moment that Max is everything he sounds like he's on is on the radio. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he gets put into office. No, no, I was gonna say, forget even office. Let's say that you have him and you have him, you have Max and you have Trump as options for president, uh, not counting whatever the left has. Right, right, right. Who are you going to pick? Oh, I'd, I'd go Max. Of course I would too. I'd That's what I'm if talking about. If I had a about. better option, I'd go, I'd go. That's what I'm option. talking about. Yeah. Like, I would go that route as well. Yeah, yeah. Just so we're crystal clear. Now, if Trump is the best thing that, that that's there, then okay, well, I'll go for him. But if I have a better option, I'm going for the better option. That's because we're you and, try to keep yourself educated about it and, and up in, well, up and, in the and, line. And with all fairness, too, we don't have a lot of people who are trying to run for that kind of stuff. No. Or and who can even get to the levels like you were talking about. It's very similar as you go up higher on the ring. The higher up you go, the more money it costs, the more stuff you have to use to beat everybody. Mm-hmm, yep. 
blah, 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 blah. You know, so there you go. I, I couldn't. No, I no. It's just it's it's going to be I'm just telling you now it's going to be bad if he if he runs and he's not going to get a whole lot done. Mm-hmm. He only like you said he's only got 4 years. It, you can only do so much in 4 years and still have time to sleep. You know. Right. You know. So yeah. there's only going to be so much is going to get done. Yeah. I I I'm not saying don't vote for him. I'm not saying he's not the I'm just saying everybody is hanging their hat on the guy. Right. And it, at the end of the day he's a guy. He's just one guy. And he's going to do what he can within those four years, and then he's going to be gone and gone forever. And then, then what? How? I've, what are we going to do then? I've asked that to a lot of people. Like, well, what happens after that? And I've had, you know, there's people, zero response. Well, no, some of the stuff I have are like, well, this is what they want, and that's fine. But you know, what you want is is like you, you know, can't always get what you want. But you, and hell, you don't always get what you need either. Um, you know, I'm only just, if you try sometimes. <laughs> you, but you, yeah, you just might find you get what you need. Right. I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's the what happens after. Even if we get him again, we only get him for four years. Then what happens after that? Right. Where do you go? Who do you turn to? That's why it is incredibly important that people realize that we are the ones with the power. We are the ones that want to control mm-hmm. and keep it that way. Period. And also, Barbara, I, I, I do agree. We wouldn't have had the issue with Ukraine. We didn't have no, the issue with Ukraine. We didn't. It was going to be an issue. Now, if, I, if somebody else got a vote, got voted, uh, got elected uh, when Trump was elected. If it was Hillary, yeah, was it Hillary that time? Yeah. If it was Hillary, Ukraine would have happened years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have happened years ago. No, it absolutely would. Just so we're clear, and 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 just to to further your point. Um, and I get these mixed up, but I believe uh, under President Bush, yep, we lost uh, Kiev. Kiev, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. One of them was, but under. Okay, we lost Kiev first or Crimea first. Kiev was it? Kiev? Yeah, Crimea was 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 Obama. Obama. Okay, so yeah, Bush, we lost Kiev. Uh, uh, Obama, we lost Crimea. Yeah, Trump, nothing. 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 Not Nothing even, at all. Not nope. a little bit. Mm-hmm. We everything was maintained. Nobody moved because they were too afraid of his ass. Everybody so was scared it, of him. Yeah, I give it to you. And then now that Biden's in, we've lost. Now we're getting ready to lose the rest of the Ukraines. Yes. Okay. Right. I, I'm believe me. I'm I'm there with you. The guy kept things because everybody thought he was too crazy and didn't know what to do. Right. I'm just saying that he is a human being. He can't fix everything. This country. True. Yeah. We fix this country, and that's through holding on to our principles. That's through, you know, doing our Elected homework. people locally. <laughs> yeah, doing our homework for the local elections, doing our homework for elections in general. Yep. That's how we take the power back. That's how we fix this country. Mm-hmm. Because if we put our faith into man, all you got to do is read the Bible. <laughs> how many times have people put faith into a man and seen it fail? You know, a lot. Read, a read, lot. read first Samuel. I'm just saying it's a lot. Just throwing that out there. You know, it, they wanted a king. <laughs> he didn't turn out quite the way he wanted. Right. Yeah. Just it, saying, you know, things it happen. It didn't bode well. You know, uh, you know, even when he got a good king down the road, it didn't bode well. Uh, it just king, kings never bode well. 
No. Don't and- ask for a king. Don't ask for a dictator. Don't ask for one man to to bear all the responsibility. Yes. Our president is supposed to be the person who represents us to the rest of the world, not the person that dictates what happens in the rest of the world. Amen. Anyway. Anywho. Moving right along. Yeah. Discovery of a mummified body inside the walls of a historic convention center in Oakland, California this week has shocked the local community and ignited speculation as to how the individual met such a strange fate. It was a strange and stormy fate. (laughs) And nobody knows. Uh, Quote, any theory is possible. I don't know about any theory. Any theory? Any theory. Any theory. Alameda County Sheriff Office uh, uh, Lieutenant Ray Kelly told NBC News on Wednesday, quote, it could be anything from someone who got in behind the wall and became trapped and died to someone put the person here. God only knows. Time out. In quote, yes. Time out. Uh Uh-huh. He got trapped behind the wall? Mm-hmm. How? Probably doing something he shouldn't have done. Like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Trying to break in or something. You never know. How do you get... The same reason why people got, like, climb through vents. I've, like, I've heard of, of, of you know criminals getting stuck in vents trying to break into restaurants and then getting stuck and dying and nobody shows up for three or four days and... Or five days yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I got you, but in this case, okay, in, in this, no, that doesn't work. The smell alone would eventually seep out. Really? Guy was dead for over five days inside a stairwell in a very heavily populated building of the oh, VA. That was, that's and, just the VA. But I'm saying, cares. and no one caught it. That's so because really nobody wanna... cares about the VA. Nobody in the VA cares about the veterans. They don't care. They smell death all day. Hello. Have you been into? Have you been inside a VA recently? Not recently. It smells like sterilizer and death. That's what it smells like. You mean like a hospital? No, worse. <laughs> Double the death and half the sterilizer. <laughs> Even less compassion. Right. Uh, Barbara, I love you. <laughs> I do. It's fun. I'm gonna. I'm, I, it's I, the last word. You promise. I re, no no no. And that's uh, really I, the last time. I, no no. I want to respond. I want to respond okay, real okay, fast. All right, all right, all right. Barbara said that Trump was not given a chance. I I given would a chance to do what? No no no. To, to as far as you know, get actually get stuff done because he only did have the the one term. Right. So and how is he going to do anything this time? Well, that's that's what I was getting ready to say. Is he. You know, you're right. I will give it to you. He, I mean, well, I think he had four years and he did good, with, you know, fairly good with those four. Minus the spending. And, and yeah, and I will always complain about the spending. There's there's nothing, you know, but not you everybody. You stop me from complaining yeah, about that. Yeah, you, you're not going to find somebody you agree with and, and approve of everything 100% of the time. So right, yeah, 70% that's, is good enough. That's the, yeah, that's the worst we've got, so let it go. Yeah. Um, but having said that, he only had four years and he, you're, you know, he didn't have a chance. You're right. So if he gets reelected again, he's only going to have another four, four years. Four years. And he's not going to have, have a, a chance. chance. So, yeah, no. I'm not saying that he shouldn't run. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be a great four years. What I'm saying is it is going to be a very short-lived reprieve. 
especially if we as the people do not have mm. our, our, our act together and know the direction that comes after. Now, if you want to throw him in for four years as a precursor to possibly having someone else along the line to follow in for another eight that will actually do what they're supposed to, that's a fantastic idea. But... If we turn around and keep running things the way it is, if we just throw him in there and be like, oh, yay, four years, oh, then we're going to get somebody like, I don't know, an AOC or even a Kamala Harris or somebody like that or worse than all of that combined as president and then what? Yeah. That's where I'm stuck at is then what? Then what? Yeah, that's kind of the case. So anyway, so... uh, The Kaiser. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The sheriff's office in Oakland, reported that the body had been found in a cavity roughly 15 inches wide, 12 inches high. Sounds like somebody buried him. That's what I was just thinking, because correct me if I'm wrong. Sounds like somebody buried that person. That person was buried there. A cavity. Now, hold on. I Help me understand this, because my brain is not working quite well. The cavity is roughly 15 inches wide and yeah. 12 inches high. Yes. A normal human body is, well, you know, laying down. Obviously, it's 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 wide and high, but they didn't say uh, the that, length. Yeah. Okay, that's what. I, okay, now I'm just making sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the length could be anything, but it was that high and that wide. So, so roughly, you, you, could, you could fit a dead body in a 12 inch high something and a 15 inch wide something if they were small enough. I mean, if I'm going shoulder to shoulder, I'm more than 15 inches. Yeah, obviously. that's what I'm saying. I don't fit in that. Forget even the stomach that is. Yeah, I'm just talking like the width. Yeah, no, I'm. Sh- yeah, I'm a wide guy. I have yeah. a problem fitting in through a lot of things. And, right, right, right. right. It maybe they were smaller people back then. Well, it depends when. Like what? The Kaiser Convention Center, named after industrialist Kaiser Permanente. Remember when it used to be an in insurance? Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, sidebar real fast. <laughs> I saw a GTE symbol or a logo today. Did you really? Yes. And all I could think of was like the GE though, because it branched off. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But yeah. It was GE, we bring things to life. Mm-hmm. I remember all. Anyway, yeah. uh, it was first opened in 1914, but closed down just over 90 years later. Why would you word it like that? Like, it was so close to getting closed down like 100 years later. 100 years, yeah. It's like, it opened in 1914, but closed down only 90 years later. Yeah. It's like, 90 years, chief. Anyway, then in 2015, Oakland City Council approved a redevelopment project to turn a site into a mixed-use commercial and performing arts space. Uh Uh-huh. Construction crews have been working on the remodel since 2020. (sighs) Which, that chaps my hiney. That's taking forever, bro. Remember, you know how long it took the the, the the Umpire State Building to be built? Empire State Building? That's what I said, the Umpire State Building? Yeah. Like what? 108 days or some shit like that? Day, yeah. Or am I thinking of the floors? No, no, no. You're right. The entire building. Like it, it was in a year or less. Less than a year. Yeah. Built and done. And done. And here's like these, six months it was in. Yeah. What was the world's tallest building? is, And now it's like, man, we're going to take. A year and a half. Seven and a half years to, to, to build something half that size. Because why not? Anyway. Right. Uh, one of the construction crews made that grim discovery while working in the facility. Crew member apparently found the body while plowing through some drywall. It was located behind the wall between two concrete pillars. 
They stashed a body. Somebody did. That was a stashing body thing. That That's a stashed body. Between it, two concrete pillars, that means they stood them up. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I don't know how you would have fallen. You can't fall in that. They I mean, stood the body up somehow between the two pillars and used the body's weight, uh, own natural weight, to keep it centered inside. Or they laid them on their back until rigor mortis set in and then stood them up. Yeah, that too. Because, all right, 1914. Yep. 90 years. Would have been what? That would have been 90. No, 2004. Yeah. 2004. Yeah. Okay. So 2004. Uh huh. So it stayed vacant or it empty for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily a body being. Yeah, somebody stashed a body and somebody then put, could put, put, in, some, put some more drywall up. Put some new drywall up and you would never know the difference. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, it was one of those who made the dream discovery. Oh, the quote we found remains best described as mummified. The condition of the walls were such as the body is preserved in good condition. Well, that's mm-hmm. what happens when you're sealed between concrete and drywall. drywall. Authorities said that they are now attempting to obtain fingerprints to determine the identity of the person and learn more about how the body ended up there. <laughs> At this time, they believe the person is a male who died a long time ago. That's the official, that's the official statement. A long, long time ago. Allowing the remains time to sink down into a small space. So they think... Yeah. No, no, no. It melted. <laughs> Well, but how's that possible? How could he be mummified, well preserved, and, and then sink, and then sink down into a small space? If you if he if you have that much of an ability to be able to move like that, then yeah. that means your body's decomposing. Yep, which and means not mummified. Yeah, that's, that's right. Something's not right here. Yep. An initial examination of the body reportedly did not turn up any clues. Lieutenant Frederick Shavies. <laughs> Of the Oakland Police Department noted, quote, there were no obvious signs of trauma observed. And there were no cracks or fractures in any of the bones. Oh. Additionally, the individual's hands and feet were not bound and clothes were found near the body. What? I think this is a tragic case where someone lost their life. Some family lost a loved one. I love how you can state the obvious there, Lieutenant Shavies. Someone, someone lost their loved one. Duh. Duh. Thank God you're there, sir. Oakland is safe knowing you're on the case. Shavies is on the beat. You don't mess with Shavies. Or you get the stubble. Ew. <laughs> I was thinking of ingrown hair, but okay. Well, I mean, it, it works. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading. Uh, uh, Peter Piper picked a slug. <laughs> picked a picket slug. Kaiser Permanente is actually uh, all that is left of the Kaiser company that built the Liberty ships in World War II. Yeah. Yep. I just know them as insurance now. Right. Because I remember for the longest time, like when my dad finally was able to have insurance through work. It was Kaiser Permanente. It, 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 at one point or another, somehow, it was, yeah, it was Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser permanent today. That's that's all there is to it. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, we're yeah. I hate you. Oh yeah. Well, we didn't get to it. 
No, I know, but that just means I have to sit on that one and wait now. Yeah, yeah, you got to sit on that one and a couple others. But tomorrow's Friday. Is it? Yes. Tomorrow's Friday. We have another interview, I hear. Yeah, we do. Sandy Smith will be back on. All right. Running in the third district of our beloved state. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to get a hold of even more uh, uh, people, but not just that, you not know. A, not just in our state. Yeah, not just our state, but across the way and around the thing. we got a stack of cards we collected from CPAC plus other places. Trying to reach out to all of them before midterms hit to give you a better chance of knowing. If you know anybody or, that you want to get on, let us know. Yeah, shoot us an email. Yeah. At gmail.com. Go ahead and send it to us. Let us know. We'll do our best to try and get them on. There's no guarantees nope. they'll come on, but we will definitely reach out to them and try. We will reach out and touch faith. I was thinking MCIs reach out and touch someone. If that didn't date me, I don't know what did. That definitely dated you. Oof. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for all the support. We love you dearly. We will see you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night and look forward to a good Friday. See ya. Bye, y'all. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama.